Everyone knows the Team Jack Foundation, but have you heard about the work they're doing with the Nebraska Childhood Brain Tumor Program? They're currently funding 13 projects and collaborating with national institutions such as Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, Memorial Sloan-Kettinger Cancer Center, Columbia University, and more. To date, they have raised over $12 million and counting. Their focus? Finding better treatments for kids fighting brain cancer and one day a cure. Why? Treatments currently used are 45 plus years old and highly toxic. If a child survives a brain tumor, they are often left with lifelong deficits due to the toxic treatments. One of the largest projects is at the University of Nebraska Medical Center, the creation of a Nebraska Childhood Brain Tumor Program. To learn more about their projects, get involved, or donate, visit teamjackfoundation.org. Welcome to NBNR, the authority on unfiltered opinions and authentic player insight for Nebraska athletics. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and at nbnrpodcast.com. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Hunter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey, Kenny Bell ran up to me he's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> get mad. You went to go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, <laughs> gone it, Muhammad. G-B-R. Go, Big Red Indeed. No block, no rock. Season four, episode 23. We are coming at you. Live from the Nebraska Brewing Company Barrel Room. And we have with us a very special guest. He is one of the most decorated Husker wide receivers of all time. Dare I say, one of the best players of the past decade to put on a Husker uniform. He left Nebraska as the leader in career receptions, career receiving yards. He was a multiple All Big Ten performer. And guys, I don't know if this is hyperbolic when I say it. He might be a future Nebraska football Hall of Famer. Kenny Bell, how does that is that uh, too much? What do you think? Is that too much? I think all of it was too much, but I can't tell you how much I appreciate the love. <laughs> how how do we not? I don't know if I deserve uh, all all those accolades being listed by any means, especially not with uh, how many great guys I got to play with that made my career what it was. But uh. I'm, I'm very thankful. Also, episode 23, I got the MJ episode. That's right. Yeah. There it is. Didn't even think about that. Yeah, absolutely. No, we had it all planned. Shut up, Jerry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, Kenny, I just want to ask you, first off, did you, <laughs> did you, did you wake up pissed off today? <laughs> and you know why I asked that, of course. <laughs> no, I'm not as dope as Trey Palmer. Yeah. Uh, my goodness. Every, <laughs> that dude is a beast. Seriously, no, that that uh that four three speed is very legit. I mean, he breaks he breaks that tackle, and it's like, bye. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> not even what, close. Bye. What, did we say yeah. what, if it's not it was, every day yeah, that he wakes he, up pissed off? It's every. When he broke like, it. He like looked up. He looked up field and. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you guys. Yeah, he broke no. that ta- that tackle and looked up field and realized the safety didn't have a chance. <laughs> it was great. And the safety realized that too. I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Kenny, you know, you grew up, you went to high school and played football in Boulder, Colorado. And of course, when you think of the past year in college football, Boulder, Colorado was a pretty popular talking point. What with Deion Sanders going there and coaching the Buffaloes, um, if you could just kind of go into the recruiting process for you, go into high school there, um, and just kind of how Nebraska approached your recruitment. And just any other schools or any stories that you want to get into about that? 
Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I was born and raised in Boulder. I grew up going to Buffs camps. I uh, loved the Buffs. But at the time, Dan Hawkins was the coach for the Buffs. And I, oh, yeah. I, uh, I, when they offered me, I, I can't tell the story because it's just not appropriate. The <laughs> stuff that, like, I couldn't believe what he said during our meeting. Huh. Uh, but that, that was kind of a red flag for me. So that pushed me away from the Buffs. And then at that time, uh, Bo was at Nebraska. He had he had just gotten the job in 09, and the defense was awesome. Um, and uh, the wide receivers coach, Ted Gilmore at the time, would come out to Colorado. He'd come to my games. He'd come to my basketball games, my track meets. I mean, Nebraska really made me feel like I wanted to – or they wanted me. And for me to be right up the street for CU, I mean, they weren't coming to any of that stuff. Uh, hmm. So it was, it was really a no-brainer in terms of where I wanted to go. And then I came. We played uh, – it was 09 and we played uh K State at home and I was it was like the dudes on that official visit were like me, Levante David, uh Yoshi Hardrick, like there were some big names and Rex Burkhead was my host. And uh after that night, uh I always like promised my dad always told me like get off campus and don't make a decision right now. But when I was leaving Memorial after we waxed K State that night, uh-huh. it was uh it was it was pretty obvious where I wanted to go. You knew. Yeah. So yeah. to be I in a class that. with the guys that you just named, was that intimidating or encouraging seeing like at that point you have to, I, I feel like you probably saw the talent that was surrounding that, that class. Did yeah. That, uh, yeah. Sorry. Go me, on. No. Yeah. For me, it was, uh, at that time I was, I was from Boulder. I was like in a little bubble, you know, uh, we did, I didn't understand the national talent level that really was associated with college football i was just you know i was a kid from colorado i didn't know any better um but yeah realized and at that time i didn't know who levante david was either right i didn't realize that he was going to go down as one of the best linebackers in our school's history let alone a future hall of famer in the nfl right so we we were stacked and i'm incredibly thankful for that uh but yeah it was it was a bit of a wake-up call to say the least when i saw yoshi hardrick on the sideline (laughs) yoshi hardrick man canadian football league like I don't know if there's a Hall of Fame for them, but I'm, I have to assume that he's probably going to yeah. make that, right? <laughs> he's got to be a he's got to be in the Hall of Fame for the Bombers one of these days. He's a legend up there. He's a legend, man. Um, so you kind of mentioned the talent that you were surrounded by on your visit, and I just got to ask: like, we have literally the highest rated recruit of all time in Nebraska's history coming, Dylan Riola. And you look at that kind of wide receiver room, a lot of young guys. And it just came out today, or I'm sorry, yesterday, that Nebraska has hired a new quarterback coach, Glenn Thomas. He was an assistant with the Steelers. And I just kind of want to pick your brain about what can this coaching staff do in terms of game planning or game calling to kind of ease Dylan's transition in playing power five ball? I mean, he's a true freshman. That kind of scares a lot of people, but he's a he's a five star for a reason. And so, what yeah. can, what can the staff do to kind of ease the transition with him and some of the younger receivers in that room? Establish the run game is most important, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's one. That's something that we hang our hat on as a university and as a culture. But I don't think people understand how much playing wide receiver relies on the ability to run the football. Obviously, there's there's freaking natures like AJ Brown, right. And Jamar chase and these guys that can just get open all the time. But when you got a, when you got a defense that's worried about a run game, like 
ours was in 2011. I don't mean to bring up the past, obviously, but it's all I can speak on. It's where I played. Right. But what I had success because I got to catch 45-yard, 50-yard bombs from Tommy and Taylor because the defenses had to worry about tackling Rex Burkhead and Amir Abdullah, right? <laughs> like that was that was our soul of our offense. So I think that's the most important thing. Can we get back to smashing people between the tackles? Right. Um, and I think and that, that fits for the culture too, right? With these four new Pac-12 teams, I think there's a lot of beating their chests that they're going to come come in, run all over the place, throw all over the place. And it's like, all right, well, let's play in 10-degree weather and we're going to run the ball at you 40 times a game and we'll see how you guys feel after three quarters. You yeah. Know? So when you talk about that style of football, I think it fits the Big Ten and more importantly, it fits Big Red. Yeah, I mean, again, we, we, we talked about we the thing that we crave as fans here, and I think especially, you know, Mike touched on this, that getting a bell cow that you can give the ball reliably like 20 times a game. Can, can we find a guy that can just be that consistent bell cow RB one guy? Can we Battle. get a thousand yard rusher? Right. We haven't had a thousand yard rusher since Divina Zigbo yeah. in 2018. Is, is it not a little yeah, on the he, nose that cowbell rhymes with Dowdell? Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it not a little on the nose? Yeah. We got to do something with that. Yeah. I like that. Um, and I did just kind of want. Yeah, I mean, if you look yeah. at if you look at it, uh, sorry. If you if you look at other programs, like if you look at uh, Minnesota, right, and how they were able to sta- establish the run game with uh, Mo Ibrahim. Mm-hmm. I mean, that made them relevant in the Big Ten, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they were not, and I'm not taking anything away from the program. Uh, I think Coach Flex is a good coach. I think they're doing the right stuff up in Minnesota. I just think when you look at a program like that, and you look at us, it's like, well, dang, why can't we have one of the nation's top rushers? Um, cause that automatically will free up a young quarterback. Right. Yeah. So I think when, when they get to game planning in the spring, I would, I'd be surprised, you know, if, if it was five wides and Dylan was slinging it all over the place, but it's also not my job right now to go out there and win football games. So I'm going to trust in coach rule and that staff. Um, and cause I just, I genuinely do. I really like the staff that they got go up there. And I think Trev is the absolute man. I think he's one of the best ADs in the country. So um, I'm really, really excited about where Husker, not only football is at, but just Husker sports. Heck yeah. So uh, a question for you and establishing that run game, obviously your O-line is going to be incredibly important. Um, I don't know if you've been following the recent additions. Uh, most recently, well, who we've been referring to as Mazuka the Bazooka. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and the development that we saw over this last year, do you see that O-line being in a place to really allow, I mean, Dowdle is a great running back, and I'm excited to see. I think he's got three years left. Do you think this O-line's in a place to really establish that run in a way that, you know, not only can Riola be successful and the receivers, do you, do you see this O-line being in a spot where that can be a huge factor? Right. I think, I think yes, they can, without a doubt. I think it depends on how they gel through the spring and through the early part of the season. I think of, like, um, they were talking about Philly, uh, the Eagles O-line the other night. Um, obviously not a great game for them, but the playing every game together, or I think it was Buffalo, excuse me, playing every game of a season together on the O-line, like in terms of communication and knowing where your guys are at, I mean, that makes a world of difference. So if we can get uh, five hogs that can stay healthy all year, I don't think I don't think it's a problem to have one of the Big Ten's best rushers. Um, so, no, I... I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that that's a goal that's attainable. And I believe that that's a goal that the Huskers want, right? I mean, mm-hmm. as a team, if you can, if you can run the football in the big 10, you can run the football on anybody in the country, in my opinion. So, 
Hey, Kenny. So obviously uh, you moved back to Nebraska. Um, have you had an opportunity to be around the the new staff and and what is the comparison uh, compa- uh, compared to where, when you were back at Nebraska? Yeah, I, I don't have the uh, experience like with the staff personally yet to comment on that. Okay. I'll, uh, I've gone to as many games as I could and I was on the sidelines and I saw Coach Rule obviously um, saw Coach Foley giving them all my best and letting them know that I'm supporting them. But I try and uh, I don't I don't want to be down at practice and being a distraction. You know what I mean? Those guys oh, have yeah. jobs to do. They're trying to win football games. I'm not going to be down there just to, you know, show face. Uh, and, and I'm not ch- taking shots at anybody. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just saying I understand that they got a job to do. And um, I'm not going to just be wandering around the building if when they're working. You know, if they if they if they were to ever ask me to come down and just help or anything, I'd be there in a heartbeat. Yeah. And like relating to that, you know, I think uh, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure like coach rule asked to come on no block, no rock. But we said, no, look, you have a job to do coach rule. If you listen, we don't want to be the ones responsible for you, you know, taking, taking quote unquote a day off and responsible for an L we don't want to be responsible for that. So coach rule, we appreciate the offer, but (laughs) yeah, I respect that. You guys, you guys will have you'll have Husker Nation at you guys talking about oh he was on the podcast and he didn't care about the game plan. That's right. Yeah. We know we, we don't need that. You we're usually be we're usually got to be careful. We're usually the ones saying that to about other people, so yeah. we don't want to be that target. Yeah. You know what, uh, you know what that would remind me of? I don't know if the dude still does it, but the tunnel walk of shame. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Does that still exist? Oh, I man, don't. That I dude, don't think we, so. Oh, uh, we would. I, our whole team would wake up and read those on the way to the game. That oh, was geez. that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That, re, that reminds me of that. Yeah, so, we, we don't want to be on that. So I, I guess if you have not had like the, the direct interaction with the current staff, I guess what is your perception of how they're like the jobs they're doing, how they're doing it? What is your perception of how the staff is going about their jobs? Well, first and foremost, the Huskers undoubtedly got better throughout the year last year. Right. So mm-hmm. I know uh, losing close games and taking care of the football and all those pains that we've had for all these years uh, since I was playing football and we were doing that stuff on offense. Um, I, I hear, I hear the fans frustration, but I mean, it's corny, but Rome wasn't built in a day, right? Like this stuff isn't going to just turn around in a year. I think um, the first month people were looking at the success, maybe that the buffs were having in the hype train, Mm. Um, and I mean that, uh, as much as I love the buffs, obviously crashed and burned. So I think there's just a process of things that people aren't always, um, willing to see, but there is no doubt that we got better last year. Right. Especially, especially on the defense uh, in games in the big 10 conference, it's playing defense and running the football. So, um, if I, if we can continue to get better at those things and we've got a stud, um, under center, I've got a lot of a lot of faith and a lot of um, confidence in in where the program is headed and where the coaches have the program headed. Yeah, and um, I kind of want to go back and what you said about establishing a solid run game to take pressure off Dylan Riola. And I think <clears throat> a lot of fans might they might argue that hey, you are bringing in arguably the best quarterback in the class of 2024. Like we're not going to run the ball. 30 times because then you're taking away the thing that Dylan Riola does best, which is slinging the ball around. Um, And I don't know if that's necessarily right or wrong, but I just kind of want to ask you about this quarterback's coach. Now, when you look at the quarterback room, there are two 
true freshman in that room with Raiola and Kalen. And the thing about quarterbacks coaches, guys, is like all these quarterbacks that are coming up, they work with quarterback coaches their whole lives. And then they come in and it's, I just kind of wonder about the kind of impact that a quarterback's coach can have in a program. And so I just want to ask you, Kenny, maybe with your experience with quarterback coaches, what's, what's something that Glenn Thomas can do to, to make these guys better? Right. Um, one, it's fundamentals, right? The fundamentals of a higher, higher paced game where the players are bigger, stronger, faster, smarter. Um, but two, it's going to be preparing the young guys for the offense, right? And that I know that sounds basic, but it's not necessarily a quarterback's job at that level to show a kid how to throw a football, right? right. Like that's not they're not going to work on uh, mechanics necessarily. I don't think as much, but learning how the offense operates and what makes the offense successful means the world, right? Like right. that's that's if you've got a QB coach that can do that, and I think. Uh, someone that phenomenal with that for us was Joe Gans. Uh, Joe Gans came in for us and took over at the QB position or quarterback position, a guy that had played at Nebraska, guys that respected him, um, respected his opinion. And um, I thought the second that happened, Tommy and Taylor's play went through, not, I mean, I don't want to say through the roof, but I mean, they definitely started to improve as, as quarterbacks. So um, when you got a guy that can teach the ins and outs and the nuances of the offense, um, that's that's what that you're looking for out of that quarterback coach, right? Right. Yeah, and I mean, I don't bring up, a, I don't mean to bring up a sore subject, um, but wasn't it uh, Joe Gans that outdrove you at the uh, Team Jack uh, outing, the golf I, yep. outing? I remember wow. seeing that. Yeah. That, you, that <laughs> wow, that was a really that, that did not need to be said. But yeah, it was. <laughs> it, Kyle, <laughs> am I incorrect, I mean, or did Joe Gans do that? Barefoot? If I remember correctly, I think Joe Gans was on top, and then Nate Gary. He went out there with last with no shoes on. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was Gary it that went farted. barefoot. Yeah, jeez, oh, of course. Yeah, the country boy Gary, that's my boy. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> you still beat the hell out of our squad, so yeah. I, I wouldn't feel too bad. <laughs> you guys will have to come back this year. Oh, oh yeah, we'll definitely 100%. be back. Um, you know, speaking of like coaching staffs and stuff, we've had dozens of Bo Pelini guys come on our podcast, and they have nothing but glowing things to say about him. And we all know, you know, he gets fired and all the external factors surrounding the program. It's very unfortunate, right? There's a lot of things that he was kind of going up against, which kind of makes me think, and I guess I'm kind of asking you to speculate, I guess. And, you know, tell me to kick rocks if this is too much, but like, why, why hasn't he found just another power five job somewhere? Like, what do you think? What do you think about Bo Pelini? Oh, I talked to the head man, and yeah, we we love him to death. He's like a father to us. Right. Uh, and Bo Bo doesn't want to coach anymore. Um, unfortunately, where the game is at, and I don't blame him. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, his coach his coaching style doesn't exist in the game anymore, um, and I think that is a detriment. I think uh, telling seventeen, eighteen year old, nineteen year old kids how great they are all the time and giving them a pocket full of money. Uh, doesn't raise the best young men always. Mm. Um, I think back when I was 18 years old and I got to Nebraska, um, I was humbled, like incredibly humbled. If you ask my teammates, my first year and a half, I didn't really talk to anybody. I didn't have friends. Um, and that's because I wasn't used to the environment that I was in. And I was, you know, being, <laughs> I was having all those rough edges as a young man being sanded down by net, like coaches that genuinely cared about my well being. They wanted me to 
be a good man, not just a great football player for him. So mm. that's what I've always appreciated and loved about Bo. And from my point of view, that's why he's not getting to get back in the game. Because if Bo was to yell at a guy like he used to yell at us, that guy will just transfer, Portal. right? You can yeah. just leave yeah. the program and yeah. do whatever you want, badmouth the coach. So um, it's just not a culture and environment that I think Bo would thrive in. And I, I don't think that's a, a – a negative strike on his character, if you know what I mean. Sure. Yeah, sure. So uh, my question, as you talk about how Bo, maybe like that coaching style doesn't exist in the NCAA right now. My question for you is coming through your college career at Nebraska, what motivated you the most? Was it your coach holding you to like, you know, I'm angry with you because I know you can be better. Was it because you wanted to be the best guy on your team? What motivated you the most? I'd say it was all encompassing. It was, of being just part of a culture that was bigger than yourself, right? No one is bigger than what we're trying to accomplish and nothing is more important. Um, and that kind of mentality, I don't know. I don't know if it's necessarily the healthiest, right? <laughs> for, for 18, 19 year old kids, but in terms of creating a team and a bond and guys that you want to go to war with on Saturdays, I mean, that's, I, in my opinion, that's the only way to do it. Right. You talk about, if you ask great teams um, about themselves, right. When they're getting interviewed, I don't think it's a, Obviously, it's about the practices and the preparation, but it's, I think it's everything about the camaraderie and the guys, right? It's, a, it's wanting to leave it all out there for the guys that are, you are coached by and the guys that you play with. So um, that's a, especially in football. I mean, in sports, period. Oh, we'll see. Oh, there it is. Okay, there it is. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. And I mean, you, I, so I just rewatched uh, you and Will Compton's uh, golf outing you know, on like the big 10 network, <laughs> like that little YouTube yeah. video that you guys did. And, uh, you guys like had talked about that a little bit. It was kind of like hindsight, right? Like looking back and Bo, like getting on you guys a bunch. And it was part of this bigger plan because he believed in you guys. And you're like, we were not privy to that. Like we did not yeah. know that he was actually like, you know, whatever, but yeah, yeah. I just thought that no, was we, funny. But at 20 years old, like how many 19, 20 year old kids know that, you know, you're in school, you think you're a big man on campus. Uh, like you, you you play on uh, television on Saturdays and the whole nation watches you. I mean that stuff just goes well goes to a lot of people's head, right? And I'm I'm not gonna just say everyone's, but it yeah. certainly went to mine. And without a coaching staff and the teammates that I had, um, I wouldn't have turned out to be who I am today. So I'm I'm incredibly thankful for that experience and where I chose to go. Kenny, we you talked earlier about you know Bo trying would be adapting to the college game the the modern day of college football with transfer portal nil all that stuff that leads me to a question for you if you had an nil deal which one would you want in college because obviously there was no nil when you were playing uh i just want to add mike before before you finish kenny bell i remember reading a story about you that you had to get a job as a bartender because you could not pay your bells it's true. <laughs> right. I came home and my lights were off. So <laughs> I hey, started bartending at the bar. And yeah, so uh, how, what NIL deal would I have taken? I mean, honestly, I would have taken a ramen noodle NIL deal when I was in school. I wouldn't have. <laughs> that was such a foreign, uh, like, even thought that that would even, that I'd see that, you know, in especially this soon. Um, and it, if it, if I'm being honest, I want to tell you to kick rocks because it's a sore subject. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's hey. nothing. There's nothing worse than being like, "Oh yeah, these kids are uh, getting uh, hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of dollars for their jersey sales and appearing in commercials." Um, and I'm sitting here at 32 now. I'm just oh, like, man. "Wow, I missed that. Uh, missed that boat." 
<laughs> yeah, I think I, you would have done pretty good for yourself, you know, especially in the yeah, Nebraska market. I was going to say, I used yeah. to... I used to catch you at the uh, the Runza and the Union all the time. I figured Runza was going to be a number one option there. Yeah, jeez, man. I, w- I honestly, I should call Runza right now I, and ask them with, if they're if they're interested in thirty two year old washed up football players. Or- <laughs> oh, come on, just tweet hashtag Runza. That's all you have to do, and you make money. Yeah, <laughs> no, they're they're actually good. a big shout out to the folks at Runza. Uh, I went and got chili and cinnamon rolls a couple weeks back. Dog and. Uh, tweeted it just how phenomenal because i mean just free advertisement for runza just because they're phenomenal but they uh, they sent me a, a cinnamon roll and chili candle and a and a personalized note oh they are that's awesome. badass they have candles yeah yeah they yeah they, and they're great so uh, another free shout out to runza buy their cinnamon and chili uh candles they're fantastic <laughs> brother i'm ordering one right now yeah. <laughs> what do you mean i'm buying yeah. one of them right now dude i tweet at runza all the time and they yeah. don't send me anything yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe you should be better at football mike yeah, yeah. obviously uh, <laughs> well you're we such, all have our own thing yeah <laughs> yeah you're still such a recognizable face and name around here i'm kind of surprised that look runza come on guys you it's right there the opportunity Get this man a deal right. now mike what does you have a question on the uh, chat. Yeah, yeah we, we are live, and so we have some comments and questions in the chat. We had some people ask some stuff uh, prior to the interview, too. Uh, somebody had a question, and, and obviously we have to bring this up. This is the No Block, No Rock podcast, and we have the king of No Block, No Rock with us. So uh, the question is, uh, does Kenny believe that the player from Wisconsin has found his soul yet asking for a friend? <laughs> That's great. Oh. <laughs> oh, man, funny story. That poor guy. uh he was playing up in the Canadian Football League on Josh Mitchell's team, one of my old teammates uh, yeah, from back yeah. in the day. Oh, we've had Jay Mitchell. Yeah, we've had him. Yep. It got brought up while, like, during their training camp. Everyone was like, yo, look at this hit. Uh, <laughs> we're bringing it up. And sure enough, uh, Jay Mitch is like, yo, that's Devin. And the dude got crucified. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, rightfully so. I just I mean, tell that whole story and you guys can't hear me? No, no we, 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 got we can you. hear you. We can hear you. We got you. Oh, he's going to leave again. No, no Kenny, no. no. Kenny, I, I can hear audio. Kenny, we got you. Kenny, can you hear us? <laughs> no, there's two. Oh, no, there's two Kenny Bells. <laughs> Hello? We got All you, right, Kenny. Kenny. Can you hear us now? Am I in? Yeah, yeah we hear you. In. Can you hear us? Oh, no. Oh, no. We might, we might <laughs> have. Oh, no, this I hear This is him. going really well. I didn't get hit by a truck. I'm all right. Oh, yeah. no. Right, thank God. <laughs> thank God. All right. All right, you guys got me now. Yeah, yeah we got we you. We can hear you. So, All right, so Kenny, I, I, I know, I know. I just want to just have a, a moment of levity here, Kenny. I just want to request that you put on your video. I got to see this video. I got to see your face. What's going on over there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pulled off. Hold on. I'm pulled off. There he is. I pulled off. I pulled off on like the side of an exit so I could talk to you. Look at this. Look at this oh, guy. Lord. We could have him in the tap room or he Not could you. be outside of his car. This is, yeah. that is incredible. Okay. The it's commitment cool. is insane. I love it. Uh, anything for you guys. But yeah, uh, it was, I don't know if the Wisconsin story finished, but it was brutal. He was playing up in can, the Canadian football league with Josh Mitchell and it got brought up in the whole locker room, like the hit. And then Josh Mitchell was like, oh, yeah, that's Devin. And he was sitting in his <laughs> lock like, trying to hide. <laughs> you just hear everybody when they're watching it go, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so do you do you think the hit was legal? Come on. Yeah, absolutely. At that, at that, I mean, at that time. OK, so at, especially at that time. Head on a swivel, dude. 
Second, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, absolutely. Second part of that question, after that hit, do you just go home feeling like the coolest dude in the world? Because you, I feel no. like you had to have, right? No. You know why he said I feel, no? I felt pretty bad. Uh, I had never oh. seen someone, like, snoring on a bit, like, from being knocked out. <laughs> and, the kid, and he was snoring on oh, the no. field. And so I wasn't – we were down by quite a bit. I was trying to calm people down. I was like, guys, that was a little bit too violent. You could tell that <laughs> as, soon, as soon as you laid that block, like, you didn't, like, start – Hovering over him or, you know, yelling. No. At, like, you you could tell that you were like, oh, boy, I probably. Yeah, yelled. no, I knew I, I there was no need to stand over him. I knew he was he was hurt. That was Ugh. that was the most violent con- or collision I've ever been a part of. <laughs> is, well, is there um such thing as a defenseless player on a football field? No, absolutely Thank not. you. Whoa. Great answer. Great answer. <laughs> That's going there's, in the intro. There's never there has never been such thing. I yeah. love that. That's, well, that's my favorite answer of all time. All right, MBNR listeners, if you are a fan of volleyball, I've got something that might interest you. It's pro time in Nebraska. The Omaha Supernovas hit the court for the first ever pro volleyball federation match on January 24th against the Atlanta Vibe at the CHI Health Center. The first serve is set for 7 p.m. The Supernovas roster includes NCAA national champions, All-Americans, and Olympians. You can secure your season and single match tickets now at supernovas.com. And again, the first match is set for January 24th against the Atlanta Vibe at the CHI Health Center. First serve is set for 7 p.m. Kenny, did you, did you, uh, like you, you rung his bell. Like was your bell rung as well? I I don't mean to, no, I don't mean to do the pun thing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, no puns intended. Yeah, exactly. Uh, No, I didn't, I honestly didn't feel it. It, it, uh, his feet were perfectly off the ground and it just, yeah. <laughs> it was, like, <laughs> he was flying. He was yeah. human flight is possible. Yeah. Kenny you, Bell showed us. Pause, yeah. If you pause it, like both of his feet are perfectly off the ground. It's, yeah. Kenny, I don't yeah, know if you can see my shirt and I don't know if you've seen it on Twitter before, but we do have a Kenny Bell um, block shirt that we made in honor of the, of that block. So. Yes, and he is in I the am. air. Yeah, it's very yeah. Um, drier burnt. Uh, we made that the first time, our first season we started this podcast back in yeah. 2020. So we've got the Badgers at home this year, don't we? Uh, yeah. Yes. We just say, yep. Yeah. You, you guys are gonna have to, you guys are gonna have to send me that shirt to wear for the game. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. We're, we're gonna have to like update it a little bit, but yeah, because yeah. it's, it's pretty sharp. If, if we can just kind of rough those. Or smooth those edges. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Especially my dryer burnt version. So, yeah. Kenny, hear me out. <laughs> we'll, we'll get you that shirt. No charge. But we all <laughs> we all wear the shirt and we get a picture in front of the stadium together. What do you yeah, think we'll, grab a, we'll grab a beer afterwards, too. Hey. Oh, dude, we can get Woo. you a beer. Yeah. I love <laughs> that. Deal. So, uh, Kenny, with, you know, I we know that you still do some freelancing with the Big Ten Network and your show, Link Up. You had interviewed uh, Eric Crouch, but I'm going to kind of flip it and pose you some of the questions that you had posed to him. (laughs) All right. What would you say is the most, you know, sentimental or emotional moment as a Husker? And I'm going to say if we could limit it to on the field, because we're going to talk about Team Jack. And I know that was a huge deal during the spring game. But uh, like on the field, what would you say is like the most emotional moment that you've ever had as a Husker? Oh, obviously, yeah, the Team Jack run, right, when Jack ran that uh, touchdown yeah, for the spring game. That was by far the most. But as a player, I'd say the 2014 Miami game at home, um, to have the um, 01 team out there and all the alumni, and that was like 
at that point I was a senior, so I thought I had seen it all in Memorial Stadium. And I had never heard that stadium like that. And it was, yeah, that was probably just standing there prior to the game with Amir Abdullah. Um, we knew it was something special. And then we just hammered Miami at home, which yeah. was just <laughs> the greatest feeling ever. So uh, I'd say that that's probably got to be it. The, the last Miami. day at the res. That was the last oh, day yeah. at the res. I'm sure he <laughs> heard right. all yeah. about it. Oh, the res. <laughs> yes. That, we were at the, that tailgate, and it got rowdy quick. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. Out of control. <laughs> now, I, I, know, I know, Kenny, listen, you're, you are outside, and <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Again, we appreciate your, your willingness to, to do this with us, despite the elements. Um, I just want to ask you, I know that you majored in history, so I just want to know. Like, is there a particular historical figure or a time period or event that is like Kenny Bell's Roman Empire? Like, what is your, like, historical thing that is your bag? Um, I mean, any war from any 20th century war, I'm going to be uh, pretty well educated on. It's something that I like. I like reading about. It's something that I think is really interesting, especially World War II, seeing how... Yeah country lines were drawn and the borders were drawn and so societal rules and cultural rules were really put in place. So um, looking back on that kind of stuff, you can always see what was built on top of it and why we are where we are now. Um, and I think that's really fun or really interesting. So I'm with you. Um, that's, um, that's something I'll always be passionate about. Awesome. Okay. Kenny, we'll, we'll touch on the last question so you can get back on the road safely and get um, in your and get in car, get in your freaking car. Um, obviously this interview happened because of the team Jack foundation. And, uh, we just wanted to ask you kind of what your role is with team Jack, um, what they're doing in 2023, Four. Um, 2024. Oh, yeah. Yeah, gosh. Holy cow. At 2024. And, uh, anything that, uh, or is there anywhere that people can donate and, and help out with team jack yeah absolutely um 24 we've got some pretty cool stuff set up obviously we're gonna run it back with the um the team jack golf foundation with the uh golf or excuse me with the golf tournament uh we're gonna have more alumni guys there this year hopefully get some coaches and some current um, players out as well um the team jack gala obviously is in february uh you can go on the site look at how and to purchase tables and uh that's a special that's always been a special night for us it's a good fundraiser um a ton of stuff to be auctioned on it's that's a fun night um, i think it's february 26th yeah we'll be there and then we'll yeah awesome um then we'll have the tournament or the golf tournament in the summer and then this um fall i'm going to be working with a couple of the alumni guys from um past generations above me also to start um, getting some guys together from my generation to start hosting a Husker tailgate for once a year. Nice. So we're going to try and circle the uh, the Buffs game and give us all an excuse to all get back to Lincoln and kind of rub elbows, see how everybody's doing, and then obviously support the Huskers. And um, But, yeah, I'm, I'm always looking for to be involved with the foundation. It started, obviously, 12 years ago with Rex and Jack and um, Andy and my father, Dan became really close friends, um, through our relationship. And my, my stepdad actually went to the very first gala, um, in their hometown. So it's, it's been a, it's been a really special and rewarding relationship I've had with the Hoffmans and the foundation. Um, and they actually put me in charge of, um, the, the alumni for the foundation. So I'm the chairman for the alumni chapter of the foundation. That's lovely. Love to hear that. Um, well, Kenny, oh, they're lovely people. K- 
Kenny, we just we want to thank you again for uh, not just coming on the No Block No Rock podcast, but risking life and limb, basically. Yeah. <laughs> My man got out of his car to talk to us. Yeah. He dodged semis. You guys owe me a cold one this fall. We've got plenty for you. There's always a seat here at the brewery for you too. If you want to come in person and, and uh, we have the the whole brewery to ourselves. So uh, we'll we'll have plenty of cold ones for you. Let's plan on something uh, before the spring game or something. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. All right. Well, Kenny, Kenny, get back on the road. Thank you again. We appreciate it. And uh, we appreciate your work with team Jack, obviously. And uh, go big red, right? Go Big Red, baby. Appreciate you guys having me. It's an honor. Yes, sir. Yeah, much thank love. You, Kenny. Thanks, Kenny. Thank Appreciate you. you. Okay. Well, look, uh, we said that we appreciate when when guests come into the brewery. Yeah. We love in person. You know, you can look them in the eye. There's there's body language, social cues, all that. There's stuff. also no traffic. And there's also yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's also pretty uh, like we we got full bars when we're yeah. talking to each other here. Yeah. yeah. So d- at least we'll we will always have a story to tell, right? Yeah. yeah. He, sure, he didn't come in, which would have been cool, but he got out of his damn car. Dude got out of his car, turned his camera Dude, on, and he's, was, he's in there. You could hear him shivering. He's yeah. trying to answer questions. It's got to be like, twenty yeah. below, and this man got out of his car and reconnected like six times to be with us. His Shout cricket out, Kenny Bell. That cricket phone of his finally at the end there came in clutch but yeah i mean that was that was great and uh i th- just kind of asking about my bo Pliny thing we always talk about how like what if bo Pliny was so great then mm-hmm. why doesn't he have a dang job right you know and just kind of hearing him and this is probably something we should have thought of but the way that he did things and how people can just leave right we've had players say so, that though I, like, I, in right. the past we've had guys say like Nah, that wouldn't work. <laughs> like, yeah. and not in today's world because players are too soft. Like, they can't take, they can't take criticism. I was confused by your question though when you said that. Why does Bo Pelini? Why hasn't he had another Power Five job? Was he right. not at LSU? I'm, but he, well, you know, like a head coach. You like, know, like, you're like, asking for a head a pro- coaching job, yeah. like running a program. And, 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 I, mean, he and was, I think you even more mean like right after Nebraska, the guy yeah. could have got a, a head coaching job if 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 he wanted to. I would imagine you would have thought, thought you would have thought, thought, but with, instead of Youngstown. Yeah. yeah, well, and he did great at Youngstown State. Uh, did okay. Did then. fine. Did fine. But okay. I, I would also, uh, I I guess I would have to look back at the coaching carousel in those years and see, you know, what, what jobs were open and who else was available. I don't know. I, I think Bo Pliny, um the big thing was Bo was known, as Husker fans know him, as... You know, maybe an aggressive individual. Yeah. Well, I, sure, he, might, he might have said selling it. He might have said something. Okay. Again, I will go. You guys are all soft. I will go yeah. directly at this. Um, <laughs> the the main thing that Bo Pliny said was "fuck the fans." Um, well, sure. And honestly, there are some very soft fans. You don't yep. want to be here when we're losing. Don't be here when we're winning. I don't disagree with him. I don't disagree with him. Bo just said the things that everybody else was thinking, honestly. Yeah, I Mike, mean, he, he's Mike, just not, a, he doesn't beat around the bush. Mike, how long have you been going to Husker basketball games? A long time. A long time. Yeah. He how has many times, Mike, how many, how many tournament wins do you ever see? Zero. Zero. Oh. Mike, how many games do you plan on going to in the future? Well, currently they're playing right now. So I plan on yes. popping the television on when we get done yeah. here. Uh, we, yeah. We're winning last I Let's checked. Let's look up the but, score, guys. But 14 to 13. Mike, you oh, ride. 33 right. 28. But Mike, you okay. ride or die. Yes. Win or lose. Yes. I think that's, that's a fan. 
Yes. The people that only want to be here when we're winning, those are the people that Bo Pelini was talking about. It I, wasn't I, about all of the fans. It was the ones that only want to see wins. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're in an emotional state, you, you have the tendency to generalize, generalize and sure. lash out your yeah. comments. And to you have things, things. To, and you have things to compare to, <laughs> like as a fan, you know, you, you had the, you were spoiled through the seventies, eighties and nineties. Right. And so when you try to compare that in the two thousands with, with Bo, it, it's kind of tough because we weren't winning championships, but we were winning consistently winning nine games a year. In hindsight, we're like, we would kill. I, I guarantee you there's fans out there that would kill to win nine games. Yeah, and the other thing that I was going to ask him, I'm like, well, look, we can we can uh, acknowledge that he won nine games a year, but in those big games, right, yeah, Rutgers just took the lead. But in those big games, it just seemed like the team would clench, and I think Kenny, Kenny has addressed this before. You know, it's not a secret that Melvin Gordon is still running. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, he even said himself, like, there was that pressure to be perfect. And Bo Pelini's the kind of guy that if you're not playing well, he's probably going to get on your ass a little bit. So that puts a little more clench in your butt muscles, if you know what I mean. And yeah, I was like, I don't know if I should ask him that. But yeah. yeah. Hey, he, he handled it well. I'm sure he's yeah. been asked that question before. And Yeah. But, sure, he has. He had. He's had a guy like Connor come on the bar and go. Why the fuck did you lose that game like that? Oh my god! I actually, uh, I, I did not do that to Kenny ever. That was one time, and it was Nate Gary. Um, which I actually, I, I did get to barefoot talk to, Nate Gary. Yeah, I did get to talk to Nate about that, um, and I apologized. And he looked at me and was like, "Who are you?" And I was like, "All right, great. That's actually kind of the response I was hoping for." Thanks. Nate Gary, I do still love you. Please come on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Otherwise, I think it was an awesome interview. I yeah. hope. I hope he. Uh, Definitely makes an appearance in person one of these days. Uh, he says maybe before the spring game, so we'll definitely get something lined up. We just have to be sure to to clip that moment that he showed yeah. himself on the side of the road that was, <laughs> in a like in a field or something. Dude, I don't know like, where, where was, was he. I, we are all hosts of this podcast. Indeed, I don't know that I would be getting out of my car on the side of the road, and what I have to assume is below zero weather. To just get on my phone with I, I maybe AirPods. I, like, that is some commitment. And I want to give a massive shout-out to Kenny Bell for that absolute commitment hey, to this episode. Shout-out to him and shout-out to us, guys, because we are that good. We <laughs> yeah. are that big of a deal. That yeah. even, we can, hey, we could always say, what other podcast can say? Yeah, we made Kenny Bell get out of his car <laughs> at negative 10 windchill to hey, talk to us. Not only did Kenny Bell do that, but... <laughs> Uh, Charlie McBride called us during a <laughs> yeah during a storm. Yeah. Like, McBride's there was like, power there was went like, out. His power went out, and he called us in the middle of a storm to continue his interview. So this, yeah, this so was a case where like we would lose him and then get him back and lose yes, him. Yeah. That's exactly and forth, back how and that went. And honestly, that just goes back to like I feel like people that are associated with Nebraska fans and this program in general, like they it, they just care more. And hey, Mike, like, people aren't going to do that if, Mike, if they don't care. Would you say it just means more? It just means more in Nebraska. It just means more. I think that's a good place to wrap this thing up. Absolutely. Hey, again, Kenny Bell, thank you very much. Uh, Team Jack Foundation, we want to give a shout out to them. I know we've probably had an ad read by now. Oh, yeah. Um, Go to NBNR Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We're really trying to get our YouTube game right. So please go follow and subscribe to our 
videos there on are, YouTube. There are tattoos on the line. There are tattoos on the line. One thousand Delaware. I think the get a tattoo. I think the folks on the street call them tattoos. The tattoos. Tattoos. And Mike will also call it that once he gets one. So again, thank you, Kenny Bell. And guys, uh, you know, merch, nbnrpodcast.com. Mike, uh, ah, that shirt. I don't know. We don't think we have that. Hat, hat, hat. These hats are freaking sharp. Go buy one. We would appreciate it. We need money. So they're please. also very comfortable. Like genuinely. Yeah. My head is yeah. comfortable. Yeah. My head is very nice. It's very, no, very nice. <laughs> okay, guys, right. what do you say we wrap up? Yeah. Mike's it. like, we shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts. Jared Hall, Mike Delaware, Kyle Byers, and Connor Cavillac. As always, thank you, Kenny Bell. Follow Team Jack in GBR. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Utter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey. Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. You went to go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. <laughs> they ain't gone in Muhammad. GBR. A Heard at Sports Network production.